2: Rise and shine St. Louis It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After On KPNTFM HD2 Collinsville, St. Louis At the Morning After STL on YouTube And on TMASTL.com With Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn
1: Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, And Action Jackson
3: 707 in St. Louis, you're listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Studios It's the Mungan S, St. Louis Accur Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sullivan, Vaughn, The Plowhawk Kenneth Iggy Strode, Action Jackson with you and you are welcome to get involved in the EDF proof text inbox three one four eight eight one TMA5. Call in 636 9004 TMA. Email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email the day. Uh, Doug, uh, this is it. Here we go.
2: All right. Here we go. This is the big show. Nice. Here we are, and here we go. Your Redbirds right back in the thick of things. Real nice. Only three games behind the fourth place Pirates. Don't count this club out.
0: Are they eliminated mathematically
2: yet? No. If we can just get nice. hot, we can take fourth
1: place. Nice. Doug, and you and I thought that uh, Wainwright would get to 200. Yeah? One away. Thank God that a bullpen last night. Thought for sure they are going to blow that lead. You really were watching it? No, just box scores. Oh. I saw they were up 3-2 when Wainwright went out of the game in the sixth. I said, well, there's no way he wins this game.
2: I watched and then listened to it. <clears throat> just because I want to see him get it, I... It's not a magical number, really, 200 wins. It hasn't been in the past, but he's been such a great Cardinal and such a great guy. I'd really like to see him get it, end on a little higher note than what we've seen this year. So I was really pulling for him.
1: Yeah, so was I. Via the box score. Box yeah. score
0: yeah, I It'd be I don't tough know. to do a cap tip. I don't know, Bailey's. With an AERA and your team finished 7.95. 14.
2: 14
0: games out. He's 4-11. It'd be just a tough to how they navigate that. If he does get it.
2: Yeah, you figure he might get two more starts.
0: Possibly three. How many games left? 16? I think something like that. And there's that red series at home the last three games. I would assume he's starting one of those.
2: They'll get him. If he doesn't have it, they'll get him one,
0: I think. Yeah. Does Palacios
1: now uh, become like the eighth outfielder vying for a spot next
2: year? He had two bombs. I don't know. I see Mike Trout might be traded, so maybe you go after him.
1: Yeah, we'll
2: wait for that. Mm. Well, it was just a darn nice victory.
1: I, a, I haven't watched a game in forever, either. way, except for I, I, when we went to the TMA day at the ballpark. Couldn't well, help; it was right in front of you. <laughs> I tried not to watch. I <laughs> went all that lead too. I went and mingled with the uh, listeners that were sitting above us. For me, it's just a force of habit. It's something I've been doing since I was about
2: seven or eight years old, and when the Cardinals come on. I just turn it on. Yeah, There's well. anything else really on TV that's got my attention, so I watch that.
1: I'm watching a series. I don't know if you guys have watched this, Tim. Maybe um, it's called Power. It was on Stars. I did not see it. It's like a, it started in 2014, I think, and it was five seasons. But then they have like three um, offshoots of it: Power Four, Power Three. It's a good. It's kind of like The Wire. It's a lot of. You know drug dealer who turns into a nightclub owner and all kinds of killings and oh it sounds violent. that's no, pretty good. all oh, you need for a good show right there. So I started watching okay. that him on season four
2: did you get, did you get a lot of that knocked out?
1: Yeah, um, halfway through season four
2: okay
0: oh fifty cents in I it. don't think
1: I've ever yeah fifty cent is like executive producer he's a pretty good actor actually. I never seen him in anything. He's a pretty good actor um but I, you this is something you've never heard come out of my mouth. Oh no! There's, Here we go. There's a too, <laughs> there's too much sex and too much nudity. Too much. Yeah, it's just it, it comes out of nowhere and then it goes on forever. Like get undressed to have sex, and it's like that's a... that's fi- how they're trying to hook you in. It's and like they've fi- done it. They've hooked it. you in with that. No, it's not for too much. It's like five or six minutes long. I don't need to see all that. Just go, go kill somebody.
2: Oh gosh. So just like,
1: go kill somebody. So there's there's the American audience right there. <laughs> a lot of sex and nudity, but. Good show. All right. There's my recommendation for the day. If you're tired of watching Cardinal Baseball.
2: Because there's lots of violence?
1: Well, if you like The Wire, it's kind of like a drug show. I
2: didn't see The Wire.
1: Oh, Doug, you like it.
2: Oh.
1: Okay. All right, that's enough. <laughs> talk too much <laughs> already. To no, down. you haven't.
2: You have not. You've given us a fine recommendation on a show with uh, too k- much sex and too much violence.
3: KG and o- uh, O-Town... Said minus 450. There's nudity in that show, and I guess he hit. He said, "Never mind. Uh-huh. Books closed." So, <laughs> who pays those bets, Doug? When people I, make their predictions on Cletus. what the <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's on Stars. There's, I don't think there's a show on that's ever been on Stars
0: with no nudity. Really. Yeah. We need to look into that.
3: All right. Well, I guess that's enough Cardinal talk. Time to <laughs> unleash the creep. Is that what they call this? Unleash the <laughs> creep. Unleash the Do creep. you miss the Cardinal talk? That's from Brian Henson. He is covering the Colts, Doug, and Anthony Richardson. Questionable going mm-hmm. into week two, but uh, I think he'll play. Tough loss against the Jaguars. Fun to watch Trevor Lawrence and yeah. uh, Travis Etienne. It's uh, all Clemson Tigers all the time.
2: Don't you think that I, uh, a segment that could be sponsorable is <laughs> unleash the creep? <laughs> you can tell us what you've been watching and a
1: lot of sponsors. what was in there.
0: Imagine yeah. the potential open that that could bring. You know, just a 30-second stare.
3: Yeah, I think it's got some legs. Let's just see Barb going to a sponsor. We have a new segment, Unleash the Creep. Guys, inside sources are telling me that Tiesto is going to be at the Live Chicago event. And by inside sources, I mean my token CBC friend that's from Mr. Hmm. Licks. Who's going to be there? Uh, Tiesto. Who's
2: that? He just... He just keeps a CBC friend so he sounds more relatable? <laughs> is that what that's about? I guess. Who's Tiesto?
3: Uh, he's a DJ. Oh we. <laughs> I'm with Iggy.
2: Even CBC's up to around twenty grand a year, isn't it? I think it is.
3: I haven't had a chance to look into I, I, it. I don't I believe know if that'll come across my desk or not.
2: In CDs, I think it's up to like 33000 a year
3: now. ROI. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick to dogs. <laughs> you're officially not going to breed, and by that I mean children?
0: Things are so expensive now. I don't know, and public schools are becoming worse and worse.
3: Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Have a good day. They're coming well, in I mean, now. You want to just say that on balloon party? I, yeah.
0: I guess it depends on what you're talking to, Lindbergh, Kirkwoods. Obviously, there are you know, outliers there. But, yeah, I'll stick to dogs for now. Do I you think think it, that Clayton's should, always
2: ranked the number one public school. Of course. There. Taking religion yeah, out of it, like we'll being do. Catholic. Oh, you
3: hear Orton Watkins I, I in there? Him, yeah, you I hear him? heard him chirping.
1: Taking Catholic out of it, uh, birth control out of it. You know, back in the day.
3: <laughs> Taking Catholic and birth control? Well,
1: for the most part, back in the day, I mean, people were having seven, eight kids. That no, was common. But do you think people have less kids nowadays only because it, it costs too much to raise a
0: kid and send them to school? One million percent. One. Me and Madison would have three kids right now if it wasn't, I mean... The money factor. We love kids. But, that's like, m- we don't want to do it to ourselves. Yeah. You know, put ourselves in a hole.
3: Madison has offered with you to babysit my two sons.
0: Do you recall the, that conversation? Yeah. Well, we're great with kids. Like, I I, I, I mean, i I've just, I'm a kid at heart, so I feel like they gravitate toward me. Madison has nannied for God forever, so You're she James, knows what she's doing. Jameson, you want to hit this pin? Yeah. Oh, no, we're responsible. Actually, it might, might not be a bad play. <laughs> But yeah, so like I think me and Madison would definitely have at least one by now if it wasn't financially. But also, she went through school, started a new job, so maybe not even. But
3: I would rather send my kid to the St. Louis City Justice Center than pay twenty thousand dollars to send them to CBC. That's from the three one four. Like that St. Louis City Justice Center is. Yeah, I don't know. It's trending.
2: Mm. Well, I think the, the price of raising a kid is definitely a, a factor, but also people tend to wait longer now. They tend to get established in their careers. They don't start their family till a little later than they used to. So that that's also a factor. But I, I can't imagine having a, a house with five or six kids coming up on college and wondering what you're gonna do at that point.
3: Oh yeah, you're just you're we talked aunt. about this before. You didn't do the five twenty nine thing. I didn't know what no. a five twenty nine was till the month my no. first son was born. Honestly. I mean I'm you know, I've talked about being financially illiterate, hence the Marcana. Uh, live read three one four eight eight nine zero five zero three, or go online at evergreenstl.com dot com. Doug, he's a friend of the feather. Yeah. He's a friend of yours. He's a friend of Jackson's. He's uh-huh. a friend of the Dais. i sure he is. And he's online at evergreenstl.com And I don't know. I mean, Plowhawk, are you familiar? Because you don't have a child, and you're in the the sweet spot of breeding.
0: I would say no. you know what a
3: five twenty nine is.
0: I would say I do not. Okay. You so, probably comment for, for, a somebody, sure. right, for somebody who
3: doesn't right. have, yeah. uh, have children, Absolutely. but you just paid it as you went. I is just that correct? paid the cash. But I don't know if a 529 was around when, like, John was born. Yeah, I was, don't know. It
2: was a little late in the game for me, you
3: know. Okay.
2: that's where you save money specifically for education. Right. You get some tax breaks
3: on it. Correct. And, you know. and so I've been doing that, you know, ever since August of 2017, but had no idea what it was in July of 2017.
2: Yeah, by the time yeah. your youngest gets to Mizzou, it'll be 50000 a year probably.
0: I don't know. There's got to be a burst, right? At that point, I mean... I don't know. It doesn't seem to be. We've been saying that for 20 years.
3: I'm telling you, I share that sentiment, Doug. I, can't, uh, I cannot figure it out.
2: I told you that, that uh, I spent more money to send my kids to Kirkwood Baptist Preschool than my parents spent to send me to the University
3: of Missouri. Could you repeat that again, sir?
2: I spent more money to send toddlers to Kirkwood Baptist Preschool than my parents spent to put me through two years at the University of Missouri.
3: wow, 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 wow.
2: And two at Merrimack also, which was you know a wash because
1: of the. Baseball. I know, I know that parents take care of their kids. That's your job to take care of your kids, there raise you your kids. Mm-hmm. Is it really the parents' job to say, you know, just say, look, you, know, you want to go to college, you're paying for it. We can't afford it. We're not.
0: Well, many have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in one of those, and my parent gave me the option, and I took it. If you can. I would say do it. I would have rather not go to journalism school, but like, look at where I'm at. I'm, I'm cool with it. I enjoyed my college experience, but yeah.
1: Yeah, say so, you know, hey, me and your mom love you, but um you know, we've been saving up to retire comfortably all of our lives. We're not going to throw away three hundred thousand dollars to send you kids to school and screw up our retirement. So if you want to go, pay for it. If not, yeah, there's
0: you know, some that do that. I'd word it better in the conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> have a little Again, more finesse scared. than that. <laughs> yeah,
3: listen, loser, you're sitting
0: yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: We're going. We're. No, woods Worsenwoodwaco says my daughter has the max academic scholarship at the University of Missouri. Still costs me twelve thousand dollars a year. Yeah. I gather that's the room and board and the tuition's taken care of. That's my. I'm doing the calculus. My correct, Doug? You think is that right? You've sent a.
2: Yeah, my youngest. Got Greg Vaughn. Yeah, you know, got out like oh five years ago, I guess it's been, and it was twenty five thousand room and board. Tuition, everything. all in, 25 grand. All in 10. was about 25 grand for one year. And he got there as like a sophomore because of the grades that he'd had at St. Louis U High. But I'm figuring, oh, he'll get out in three years. Nope. He milked it for every last semester he could.
3: I did the same. Thing. And
2: as his second semester senior year, he took like four hours. That's what I did. Even four or five hours is all he took so he could party the whole year. What it cost me? 25 large.
0: But like maybe it's a good thing that people aren't having a bunch of kids too, you know. My other daughter has cost me three hundred fifty
3: thousand between high school and college. It's mm-hmm. the worst in Woods Wacko.
1: Yeah, I can see it. That's amazing, man. I don't think I've made that much money in my career. I, I just young.
0: don't know how. What do people do for a living? Yeah, that's the big. People thing are saying that. they pay eight, nine hundred a week for their twenty-three month old. And their Doug, we need
3: to have a conversation mm-hmm. about the, the top line. Hell. Because the top line then changes the game. You know, one can say, well, I would never pay that. Well, I understand, but if you have millions of dollars, like, then, yeah. Then, yeah. That, that, then that changes the game. Yeah. So when those conversations are had, you know, if somebody's sitting there and they make a lot of money or they have a lot of money, uh, Mr. Lick says, don't you have to just score a 25 on your ACC, ACT to get the max academic scholarship at Mizzou? Mm-hmm. So Mr. Lick, Doug, he's taking a shot oh, at your alma mater, and no. I'm almost a graduate. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. Hey, I'm we
2: shorting. were very serious Oh, we are journals. Very, class. very serious scholars.
3: And I, I was mean, a two-term
1: rush chairman, so that was yeah. that's still in my radar. I would lay a bet that Licks went to Parkway Central
3: and Merrimack. So he's a Colt, oh. and then he went to Merrimack? Yeah.
2: The warrior, but that was politically incorrect. And he even changed the working magic. Working
3: for Uber. It's the Merrimack magic? <laughs> yeah. Is it really? Well, you sound proud of that as a Hall of Famer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be the warriors anymore. It was too violent.
0: Good for you guys.
2: I think St. Louis University is now up to over 60,000 a year. St. Louis U.
0: I honestly don't know how people do it. Why she I, I, was
3: like 70, 75? Hey, Tim, real talk. Pepperdine is 100K a year. My wife let professors run anal trains on her instead of paying that oh, much, okay. though. Got no. an anal scholarship?
2: No, that no was real thing. talk?
3: That's from the Recovering alcoholic. Are those out there? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Scott's wrinkled ball sack, but not his wife, says kids aren't cheap. The last Costco trip... Was nine bills. <laughs> really? We've set up accounts for each of the kids for education purposes to get them off on the right foot. I paid for my own education, and they will too, Doug. That's Scott's wrinkled ball sack.
2: I don't know how a kid can pay for his own education now. If you're going to take a, a part-time job somewhere and work, you know, 20 hours well, a week while you're going to college you and can't. making $15 an hour, it, it doesn't add it's up. You'll never make anywhere loans. close to enough.
1: It's called a
0: student loan. It infuriates me that people talk about, well, I, I you know... People your age, and I'm not just calling you out, but certain people will say, you know, I work part time. You can't, you can't, you can do that for books. You can do. I mean, you you just can't possibly work a part time job, take a full 18 to 20 hours of school, and expect that money to translate to having very little to no student loans coming out. You just won't be able to do it. That's. I mean, you're talking four or five grand a month.
2: Right. That's when your parents are working full time and they
0: can't afford it. Yeah, with room and board, books and food and everything, you're talking a few grand is yeah. what you're going to have to make and then shovel all of that in, not keep any for you. That's not, that ain't the game anymore, man. Student loans are predatory, but you you there's no other choice for about 80% of Americans.
3: I would like to give a text of the day right here to Junior the Juice Man. Uh, it says, I wish someone would have told me, quote, you don't have to go to college. I just did it because it's what's expected. It set me back 10 years in debt. And my career has nothing to do with my major. That's from Junior the Juice Man. And yeah. I'm not saying, and I say this... Uh, I don't say I say it often, but I know I've said it on the show and I've certainly said it on my podcast. I feel like college, similar to buying a home, and I'm not saying both are wrong. I think it's a case by case basis for a home. I think it's the current circumstances and the circumstances of the moment, because it certainly is a way to build wealth and, and, and equity. Uh, But with that said, I think that became part of something that that's the American dream. It's a symbol of accomplishment, and it can be a great financial thing. Don't get me wrong, but I think a lot of people in their 20s or early 30s are finding it right now to be a non-starter financially. In other words, it became dogma, uh, and I think going to college became dogma. I I think uh, learning a trade has more value for many people than than others. Just going to college, just to either say you're going to college or that's what you're supposed to do with no plan, I don't think is necessarily um, as needed as I think is perceived. And certainly if you're pursuing certain professions, of course it's needed and in school beyond an undergrad. But I feel like that's Something that I don't know if I'm not saying it's a status symbol thing, although I think in some categories it is similar to paying $20,000 for an education you could get um, in your school district. But you want to say your kid goes to a private school. Uh, But uh, I think that's the same thing with college. Uh, Again, it's not for everybody. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Doug can speak to this, too, because we're about the same age. It was kind of like a status symbol. Like, you know, if you wanted a good job, you had to go to college and get a degree. But I had a friend of mine that uh, his dad owned a plumbing company. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Chris Bird. Bob Lachlan. Ah, Bob Lachlan. Lachlan Plumbing. And it was like three generations, and he knew what he was going to do. He was going to get into it, and he learned it all from his father. He still went to college for four years because that's what you had to do. You know, i got to get a college degree. And then he went into his dad's plumbing business, which he didn't need college for. Well, there is something to be said about
2: attaining the highest level of education you can education in general i think is a great thing and i think the more you're uh, subjected to it and the the longer you stay in and learn that is a great thing what makes it ridiculous is the outrageous cost of it
3: that's correct but that's that's part of the discussion yeah you can't
2: you can't
3: isolate one and not have the other
2: yeah well there there should be a way it's just ludicrous what it costs and it goes up Every year. Skyrockets.
1: Aren't there some countries where you don't have to pay
3: for college?
2: Uh, Probably.
3: Plowboy, you need to report income on a K-1, not a W-2. In Licks, your five years at Dayton with your other lame-ass pretty boy prep school friends has nothing for you except has done nothing for you except teach you how to beg for money from your father-in-law monthly. Oh, You suck then, you suck today, Mm. and you'll suck tomorrow. See you Friday when you mow the grass at (laughs) Algonquin. Gosh. That's what he does? I I wouldn't mind mowing grass.
2: Yeah, I could see myself sitting on a lawnmower mowing all day with... Earbuds in, just listen to the radio. <laughs> I could do that.
1: If you own the company,
3: yeah. I think he said Lachlan Plumbing like it's IBM or something. That's from Nate in Tallahassee, and he's mm. excited about these Seminoles. Somebody yeah. asked me what it was. Tim asked me what it was. I said Lachlan Plumbing. No, I thought it was Chris Bird. I just was yeah, firing so I, a bullet. So I said
1: Lachlan.
2: I know a guy who, who I think had it figured out with college. He said he'd pay his kids, for his kids, 90%, but they had to pay 10% of it. Oh, so they had some skin in the game. Yes, exactly, so that they didn't blow off classes. If they did, you know, it was costing them I kind of like that play. I did, too. Wish and I that was Chris that. Bird. No, that was Bob Cyphers. Remember Bob Cyphers at Channel 4? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that was a good plan. He was
3: ILL, wasn't he?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, make can pay 10% so that they don't just blow it all off, have some appreciation.
3: My oldest is almost done with his carpenter apprenticeship. He will be debt-free and making more than his mother, who has been a teacher for 26 years. That's from Coxie. Coxie. Yeah,
0: yeah these texts so really make me hate what I did. I love where I'm at, but, yeah, I wish I would have never went to college.
2: But there are also people that went to college and got degrees that are paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. We
1: just did the wrong degree. Yeah. I agree. Most jobs, you need a degree if you're talking about stockbroker, doctor, lawyer. You have to go to college. On the flip
0: side, though, if I didn't go to college, I would be living in Canton, Illinois. Like, I wouldn't have experienced Mm -hmm. anything that I've experienced. I'd be sitting commuting to peoria five or six days a week
2: you wouldn't have experienced this glamour wouldn't have met you guys exposure. wouldn't have madison
0: i don't care about the exposure i need to lessen my brand honestly. your
3: brand is brand
0: reduction yeah so uh i mean i love like I, I i can't say i regret it because i you know i got a loving girlfriend and you know all my friends here but whew,
3: uh breaking God. breaking news Uh, I worked and paid my way through college to get an education. I'll be damned if either one of my kids end up in this field. That's from the Lipstick Lass. And the reason why that's breaking news, Doug, is that now lets us know she has offspring, which then lends itself to the theory that Jackson had that she was indeed a married woman, which then lends itself to the reasoning Jackson did not approach her at our post-game cocktail party at Ballpark Village following TMA Day. At the ballpark. Know, of course, course, she could be uh, course, exactly yeah. right. But it's the first piece of real information we have here, Jackson. Uh, your thoughts.
4: The wedding ring on her finger at the game also is a tell. It's got to yeah. be oh,
3: well, a hint. Sometimes, that, sometimes that's mm-hmm. a hint.
2: Yeah. yeah Maybe okay. it's just, just a it But then in Napoli, those
1: things can off. just go away. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. just a matter it could of be fake. Just something she wanted to wear to keep the creeps away at the ballpark. Right. Unleash the creep. (laughs) So when they're doing something like that to keep the
4: creeps away, what you do is approach them.
1: Well, you're not a creep. Right, but... It's not for you. It's for the me. (laughs) (laughs) So she's a teacher, too? Did we get that out of that text? Uh, You are correct, sir. Oh, I feel bad for teachers. I mean, they, they work their ass off, and they're so underpaid.
2: Well, there's some good sides to it. I mean, I know in the district I am, Lindbergh and Kirkwood, a lot of those teachers are making $80,000, $90,000 a year. They're working nine months a year. They can retire at 50. They got that 80, law of 80 thing where they can retire. Require at what
3: age?
2: Usually around 50. Really? And then get like 80% of their pay or something. Really? And they take second jobs. Yeah, the pension is
3: fantastic. Why don't we go teachers? be teachers? We can teach journalism.
2: If you get an advanced degree and you become a principal or something, yeah. you're making one hundred and fifty or so. Those aren't the worst jobs in the world.
3: No, if you I don't doubt and...
2: they work hard. I don't doubt that. But there's a lot of jobs you, where you also work a hell of a lot and don't get that kind of retirement and don't get that kind of three months off a year, I not to mention t- Christmas break and spring break and Thanksgiving break and everything else.
1: I know a teacher that has to work in the off-season because she doesn't make enough money. So when it's, you know, summer break, she's off for, what, two and a half, three months. Yeah. She's got a job. A, a ton, lot of the... A ton of teachers do that. A lot
2: of the private school teachers don't make a whole lot of money. It's, it's seen as a calling. You know, maybe their kids can go to school there, the, the Catholic grade schools or something. Too
3: but, many people go to college just for the college experience that they feel entitled to. They get a useless degree that has no job prospects. And then they bitch about the student loans for the next two decades. That's from Greg Oden's mm, stovepipe. Stop it. And he went to Ohio State.
2: There's also a lot of people that would tell you the four years they spent in college were the most enjoyable
0: of their entire lives. And that's something to be valued also. And we can't dismiss naive 17-year-old kids looking at all their other friends going to college. It just, I mean, to say that, you know, you're, you're needing to pick the right field at 17 years old. Like, you don't know. Like, at the time, you just want to go to college and want to experience that. Like, there's not really many 17-year-olds that have an absolute game plan on their life. And to bash them now 10 years later saying, oh, you picked the wrong degree. Well, it's like, well, I was 18. You know, like, I, I, I can't even buy a drink at a bar, but I'm supposed to get 60000 in debt and also pick the perfect career for myself that I know is going to pay money in the next 15 to 30 years. Like, I, that, that's annoying as hell when you, you bash people. I, I already know I picked a, a career that didn't have a lot of money. I knew that going in. But, I mean, sometimes you just don't know.
1: You were in it for the glamour and the glamour alone. Yeah, of course. I mean, for serious about college and people that go there for, to be serious, not just party. I would think at eighteen, you know what you want to be when you get out of college. You know what you want to do as a, for a living. So you at eighteen? I would think so. You know what you want to do
2: for a living at age eighteen? Not from a town of eight to
0: ten thousand people, though. When you're from St. Louis, there are options you didn't know about.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people go to college. They have no clue what they even want to major. in. I agree you know. with
3: that. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. All the sound yeah. stories, that's one of the questions I will usually ask about when did you start having an idea of what you wanted to do, and I would say about 60% say they didn't really know until maybe even after they graduated college and things just kind of would uh, fall into place. Yeah, you know, I found that odd.
4: I'd say 75% of my friends switched majors at one point.
3: Herb yeah, didn't, golf. though. He always knew what he wanted to do, Herp and that was a coxman.
4: Nope, Herb nah. switched around. And you didn't switch
2: either. You were also in it for the glamour. He uh, was
3: a golf major.
4: Yeah, I did switch, actually. Uh, I changed not only majors, but schools. So it's. A lot of people have no clue what they want to do, or they think yeah. they
3: do, and it changes yeah. mm-hmm. Uh Josh Bob Bill, Doug, shares a building with Keisha Gray in Tampa and uh, listens to this program. It says, too many people who shouldn't go to college went because of this badgering from everyone, from their parents to advisors, et cetera. That's from Josh Bob Bill.
2: Yeah.
3: I share Josh Bob Bill's opinion as well. Uh, you can give your thoughts. EDF group text inbox is how you can text in. 314-881-TMA5. Call in. Be a friend of the feather. 6369004 TMA. Email in for our design air, heating and cooling email today, day. The morning after at inside stl.com. Send them in, Jack. Send them in, Jack, and try and track down this JV golf coach as we approach the midway point of the design air heating and cooling uh month of September for the email today's standings. JV Golf Coach has four wins. There's Shooter McGavin, Buck Swope. And if I had to if I had to make a long shot play, my long shot play would be on the Tinky Monster who mm. has <laughs> One win, and I just feel like when the Tinky Monster shows up, he tends to win. I just don't know if the Tinky Monster it, yeah. will show up four more times. He means business. Track him down. Design Air is online at designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show. Jackson, how about a QFTA today? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, we'll do it. Uh, and I got an erotic story yesterday, Doug.
2: Did you? From whom?
3: Tinky Monster? <laughs> I hope not because I have a feeling that would involve a father in law. Oh. Let's see. Erotic ish story. I haven't read it yet. It's long. I didn't include any names, but obviously keep my email address out of the real. Well, I wouldn't read an email address. Uh, let's see. About seven or eight of us rolled back there, and cabs were covered in beer and sloppy juck. I remember. Sloppy drunk. I remember going to bed around 4 a.m. and my roommate and some of the group were watching Anchorman. The two best friends knock on my door and say they're too drunk to go home. They lived in the Central West End. And they asked if they could just crash in my room on the floor. I said sure and threw them two pillows and a blanket. These girls are both... Oh, Doug. What? These girls are both very attractive, by the way. Here come the lies. I can believe
1: the watching Anchorman at 4 in the morning, but when the girls come in, it's a lie.
3: And my mind is definitely going places Fifteen minutes or so later The blonde says she can't sleep on the floor And climbs up in the bed I don't think much of it As she never showed any sexual interest in me But then she starts nudging my foot Is nudging my foot the move?
2: Probably so, yeah
3: Now we're making out And I can tell it's going to move quickly By how aggressive she's being But I'm trying to keep quiet So not to wake her friend also, thank God for whiskey. Blank. Because I would have messed the sheets in seconds.
2: Oh, oh. oh, oh. We can't well. get too detailed, but we can say he prefers to be treated like a dog. Oh, what and else? And also a toilet. Ah.
3: I can't wait to read the rest of it. Uh, QFTA recorded right here in these very studios following today's uh, oh. TMA and balloon And John Eulen has a sound story, does he not? Am I correct? Is my nurse... 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, all right. Well, we will do it down the hallway. But Either way, Design Air is online at designairservice.com. It's Design Air, heating and cooling online at designairservice.com. Munganast is the sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour. Jamie Burkhard, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast. Doug, say something great about Munganast because I know you could say 30 minutes worth of great things.
2: I could. It's just... Once you go there, you feel like you've got a car guy. You don't worry about it anymore.
3: That is the truth. If
2: there's a problem with your car, you go, well, I'll just go to Munganess and everything will be fine. Or if you need a new car, want a great deal on on an Acura, new or used, or a Toyota. They also own uh, Alton Toyota. They've got all those great lines. They've got great people that work there. It just kind of takes the stress out of the car thing. And it can be a stressful thing. When something goes wrong or you're looking for a car, you're dreading the hassle of, of shopping for a new car and haggling, they take all that out. It, they're just such great people. Right now, they've got me driving a Toyota Highlander, Tim. Fabulous. Wow, SUV. Bill. Fabulous SUV. It's a perfect size.
1: You know, what I saw on the on the road the other day that I'd love to get. What? Toyota Crown. What is that? I've never heard of that. It. God, it's just sweet.
2: What is it? I'm gonna look it up.
1: It's uh. I don't know sedan it's, SUV. Yeah, it's a sedan. It's not an SUV. It's just really sleek looking. Look, it's sleek. Really hmm. sharp looking. It was a nice red one.
3: Yeah. Little red Corvette. Yes, Prince, yeah. 80. I'm going to say 83, even though I think it's 83 or 84. But I don't know the years. It, it wouldn't be 82, though. Someone actually, Jackson, i going to say 84, because that gets me 85 and 83. 82. No! Oh. No! I oh. don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. You got the crown up? I do. It, d- it is sleek, Bill. Yeah, it is. Nice, sleek vehicle.
4: Uh, 83. Bill. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, you son <laughs>
4: I get there's multiple things that come out. Yeah, where do you go for this? Well, it first pops up like Google aggregates it and just gives you an answer, but that's just from. It
3: does say released 1982, right? But
4: then you go on Wikipedia and it says released February 9th, 1983.
3: Which one are we going with?
4: Well, it's because singles can get released before an album, and so I think technically both could be
3: correct. Doug, what was Little Red Corvette about?
2: Uh, was it about a Corvette that was red? No. No. Well, that's always been my favorite car, the Red Corvette. Is like right? the late 50s, early 60s? You gotta hang around Francis just... Park at around
3: five at night. <laughs> Do they have some of those? A lot Whoa. of guys going through it with uh, family law. Uh, released in 1982 on the 1991 album, Little Red Corvette. Yeah, I feel like I'm in have... the 91.
4: <laughs> so that was the single. The album was 1999.
3: Yeah, it says the 1991 album. So I was like, I don't remember that album. I think it was... All right, I'm off of the site. Calling it the 1991. Anyway, I think it's about a lady's uh, parts.
1: Yeah, oh! So
3: now, if you what? look at uh, Nights in White Satin, <laughs> oh, you'd
1: be, you wouldn't be, you would know what to guess on Nights in White Satin. Because I think it was... it was Nights in White Satin. The single was released like 10 years before it was actually put on the Days of Future Past album.
3: Did is this all part ear? of
2: the Mungan-Ass live read?
3: Yep. Yeah. Online at stlouisacure.com oh, and altontoyota.com. Or there's a secret number, 314-252-0029. And what right. were you saying? Jamie's favorite song is Nights in White Satin.
1: <laughs> yes. Modi Blues. <laughs> he loves good music. Yeah. Um, and good cars. I interviewed, I interviewed John Lodge once. And good once. service. Yeah. Um, I interviewed John Lodge once, and I didn't know this because I just know Nights of White Satin from the days of Future Past album. He said, I actually released that, I want to say, like eight years before that, and it got no airplay. And then when I did the album, I put it back on the album, and it just blew up. So I want to say it was released once. And seven years later, released on on the album.
2: Huh? Nah. Okay.
1: Some knowledge for you. Yeah. Eric Clapton was in town last night. I didn't get didn't get to go. Why? Couldn't get tickets. Where was he? Uh, Enterprise. And I heard from two people that went that said he's seventy eight years old and sounds like he's thirty. All right, really. Still has the voice. Still can play the guitar. Seventy eight.
2: There's a lot of those guys doing still doing
1: that. I wanted to go. He only he's only playing six shows on this tour, in St. Louis is one of them. But it was so popular, This is, I think this is the first time ever that uh couldn't get staff tickets. Huh? Weren't available. Sold out, huh? Yeah.
2: Well, that's pretty good that he can still sell out Enterprise Center at age 78. Because that's how many tickets?
1: 13, yeah. fourteen thousand. 14,000? Probably least. closer to 17,000, I think.
2: Well, they don't do the whole building.
1: Yeah, I guess of it not so the back no, probably fourteen thousand. Yeah, they so put on a good show from what I hear. Yeah. Look, there it is. There he's
2: probably right. still paying off college debt too at seventy-eight.
1: Right. Now he's one of those guys that when uh, concerts were coming back after COVID, and they were opening up buildings and bands were touring again, he wouldn't play. He wouldn't play any venue that that required a COVID shot to get in the building. Oh, good for him.
3: Just a little tidbit.
2: A, it was a nice tidbit <laughs> to wrap up the Mungin-S library.
3: Say <laughs> <laughs> hello, Zachary.com. i uh-huh. uh, sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour here on the Ryan Kelly Morning. After, text in 314-881-TMA5. That's the EDF group. Text inbox and email in for our design Air Heating and cooling email. Of the day. Uh, Shocking that a guy who drives around with his own glossy photos can't snag a free ticket to Clapton. That's from the 215. Where is the 215?
1: Oh, I don't know.
3: I don't drive around with them. I
1: think uh, Jesse has them all. If I need some, I go to Jesse and say, I need a couple
3: photos. Philly
4: for 215.
3: Oh, is that right? We're starting to get popular in Philly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think you... You had the warehouse space available to handle the volume.
1: <laughs> no, I just I can't so, keep it in my house. Yeah, it would be cluttered gotta, all over the place. got to be done here. You know. Stacks of them.
2: And the, the fan mail letters you get, <laughs> they come in, in giant boxes, don't they? I don't get any fan mail.
1: Of course, I don't give everybody my address, so.
2: Well, they could just email. find
4: the ad- address here at Hubbard. I feel like the days of fan mail are, are behind us. Yeah. Oh. Now it's hate hey, hey, emails. Hate emails hey, email. and social media yeah, DMs, DMs and... and- like, uh, why would you ever need to, like, sen- send a letter to a P.O. box
0: and go yeah. to that and You got to check it for anthrax mm. if it's well, sent to get... one of us, for right. sure. You can you know, just like,
1: do it yeah. over Instagram. You know, like musicians back in the day, you, they'd have a P.O. box where You could send their fan mail there, and a lot of times they'd send them. And still some old-time celebrities will do that, you know. They'll send, like, yeah. Ed Asner. Like, Ed Asner? Just pick a guy out of the—he'll get signed stuff. J.D. Drew used to do that all the time. He'd sit in front of his locker, read his Bible, and then he would just answer his fan mail and just sign pictures. And you know, A lot of guys, if you put a self-addressed stamped envelope in it, they'll sign something and send it back to you. Yeah, that Asner died two years ago. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just picking an old guy. So was, the email is... <laughs> and the
4: fan
3: mail has slowed. Born in Kansas City, Missouri. Big Royals fan. Huh. Yeah, he was a good actor. Uh, Ooh, friends grand. of the feather, if you are interested in TMA merch, Plowhawk has got this signature hoodie selling
0: like hotcakes too. So comfy in this little chilly morning. Yeah. Uh,
3: I forgot my TMA merch today. Jackson's wearing run TMA, I think. Am I right? Did yeah, I say what saw Yeah. I
4: got a new piece of merch underneath it.
3: T-shirt. Oh, what do you got? Come in here and show the boys. Powder blue action. Here, I'll come in. Ooh, bad, 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 bad huh. boys. You make me feel so good. Is that Miami Sound Machine or is that Gloria Estefan?
2: Uh.
3: Sound Machine. I she
2: was part of it, wasn't she?
3: She was. Yeah, then she went solo with her husband. What was your uh, favorite Gloria Estefan song? Don't Want to Lose You Now? Is that 89? Is that 89? I always want to start us out with a vroom, vroom. Oh, I like that. That's a refer recipient. Oh, look at that. There it is right there. Look at that. Is that powder blue? That is powder blue. Yeah. St. Louis, The Morning After. Look at that. That's a sharp look. Tip oh, of that the question, actually is, is huh? sharp. That is nice. I like that color. Uh, these are available for you. The new one today is kind of a Michelob Ultra. Uh, logo for TMA Uh, that is available for you at tmastlshop.com along with plowsies, the one that you can see on the YouTube. Everything is 10% off the entire site. A lot of doggy stuff I see is getting purchased up. People on board with those doggies. You can get these shirts and hoodies you can get them in t shirts, of course, and they will be shipped quick, fast, in a hurry. Mike Flanagan doesn't mess around. TMASTLShop.com. You don't have to enter a promo code. You just go check out, and then 10% is subtracted. It's all there for you uh, at TMASTLShop.com. We have an app contest going on this week. Uh, open up your TMA mobile app and enter the keyword bruise. Won a four-pack of tickets to Blues & Brews. It's Friday, September 22nd at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. Get fired up for the blues season at this outdoor street party featuring live music from country music star Chris Lane and local blues, blues musician Marquise Knox. Tickets are on sale now for Blues & Brews, presented by Bud Light 92.3 and 101 ESPN. That's on the app contest, and enter the promo code BRUSE. B-R-E-W-S, not B-R-U-I-S-E
1: case anybody was going to enter that. Oh. Uh, sure the there were. And they're going to
3: email you. To Tim, it's not working, man. Brews. B-R-E-W-S. Doug, don't enter one okay. referencing. Right. The...
2: We're talking about beer.
3: Correct. That's uh, the 22nd as the blue season is uh, getting underway. AB Studios, uh, Michelob Ultra Studios, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. And the sponsor of our upcoming TMA Hit and Giggle, brought to you by Michelob Ultra, benefiting the Megan Meyer Foundation. It's Friday, October 6th. At Family Golf and Learning Center, your $55 ticket will include nine holes, beer from Michelob Ultra, and lunch or dinner, depending on your tee time. Tea times are at 10 a.m. and at 3 p.m. It is the Michelob Ultra TMA Hit and Giggle on Friday, October 6th, at Family Golf. And I just plan on gambling all day long in the short really? game. It's all I plan okay. on doing. It's all I plan on doing, Bill. Uh, let's see. Do you
2: enjoy the fact that you can say a word like bruise? And it sounds the same, but spelled differently and means two entirely different things. Is
3: that a homophone? Is that a homophone? I think so. Is that a homonym? I'm sure, th- I'm
2: sure there's some people who who are new to English and see that and say, that that doesn't make any
1: sense. Oh, that would be terrible to learn English. Bruise
2: and bruise. Yeah. That would be a slang.
1: homophone.
2: Or here is a, bruise is
1: a bruise is a real thing. On you know, your arm or your leg, I had a bruise. Well,
2: I yeah, understand bruise,
1: that. Bruise is just somebody, some slang, somebody made up about alcohol.
2: Yeah, but people use the word, though.
1: Well, they can't help it. Bruise was here first before they came up with Bruise.
2: Well, I'm not saying anyone's at fault. I'm just saying it kind of... It's just a fun little thing with our language.
1: It is fun. I agree with that. Yeah. Clothes and clothes. Yep. Here. Spelled differently. Here, yeah. Deer. Deer. Deer and deer, yeah. Uh-huh. New and new is the I'm starting common.
2: to get confused myself. And this is my native tongue.
1: No and No. We've thrown out
2: several Let's just examples. keep throwing stuff yeah. out for another okay. fifteen minutes. I don't mind it. Yeah. Well,
3: I guess it's gonna stop then.
2: Okay. No. <laughs> I think we're out.
1: Oh, we set a record too for our uh, golf tournament yesterday, what? Monday. Thank you to everybody who came out. Fifty thousand we made. Nice, sweet action. Yeah, golf tournaments are hard to make money because of the, all the money you got to pay for the yeah. golf tournament and the golf course, and a lot of these golf courses won't let you bring in even get lunch and dinner. Donated, they won't let you do. They got to pay a plate fee. And, yeah, but uh, yeah. So we had a good day. Congratulations.
0: Good, okay. nice, very well, nice. It was great weather too on Monday. Yeah,
1: it's funny though. I see because we're we're a small foundation. God, I see some of these golf tournaments that we raised eight hundred thousand dollars. God Almighty, how do they do that? With great prizes and yeah, you get people celebrities involved. Ridiculous. Get, well, I think they charge know. like three hundred. Dollars a per person to play, which is something, value. Yeah, something like fifteen hundred you know, to, to play, and your goodie bags a golf bag and a dozen Pro V ones, and you know. And well, why don't you try that approach? <laughs> no, those are big organizations. like when Bob Costas and Danny McLaughlin do their. I mean, they got big spenders out. There. They got people that are spending. You know, auction item. Oh, I'm going to bid seven thousand on that bat. You know, the big spenders. We don't have a lot of big spenders, and we don't do an auction, so. Where are the big spenders? Well, we don't gouge. How do you get them? We just don't gouge people. Oh. But it is amazing to see some of these foundations, like Costas Cancer Research. They do a tournament, raise a million dollars. and Just from one tournament? Yeah, well, they have, like, fundraisers where Costas will speak, and they have an auction and things. Where it's like $2 million. Hmm. Well, you do whatever you can. Yeah, I think it's fabulous. There's a lot of giving people in this city. Mm-hmm. Including those who came to your event. Yes. All right. People love to give. Yeah. I tried to be nice today at 7-Eleven, and I I couldn't do it. I told do Plaza to be nice at 7-Eleven. Well, I I felt bad. Cause I really could not understand the guy. I'd ask him like three times. To- don't, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're saying. And I just got two Gatorades. They're two for five bucks. So it's going to be like five forty something like that. Well, I gave him a ten. And he started saying something. He said, No, I don't. No, 10. And he gave me $14 and f- change back. He thought you gave him a 20. And I tried to give it back to him. And he, No, 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 no. No, cheat me? What? No, you gave me too much. No, no. Right, change. Go. Oh, see ya. Try to be nice. <laughs> well, you <laughs> he just... made money with these gator. Yes, and I tried to give it back. And he, didn't know what I was saying. I don't know what he was saying. Is it so possible you did give him a twenty, but thought you gave him a ten? No. Came in good. I haven't had a twenty in my wallet. Vivienne Jour. <coughs> I haven't had a tw- <coughs> twenty in my wallet. Emotional. <coughs> <laughs> you don't have a twenty dollar bill. I haven't had a twenty in my wallet in years. Uh, no, I know. I know it was a ten.
2: Okay.
1: But anyway, I try to give it back. And nice little fun with change t- talk. <laughs> try to be nice, and that's my trials and tribulations at
3: Seven Eleven every morning. Mm-hmm. Here comes the virtue signaling monologue. Thanks. That's from the 480. What? Is that what it's called, a virtue signaling monologue? I don't know. What is that? Doug, like, what is a virtue signaling monologue? I,
2: I guess you were trying that. to tell us that, that you were virtuous and wanted to return the change you didn't have coming back. Oh, well, I
3: did. Yeah. I pat
1: myself on the back. I think most people, would, if they got too much money, they give it back. Yeah. So I'm not doing anything different than most people would do, but
2: I was just he didn't to understand
1: it. what I was saying. So I said, "All right, I just thank you." Was I was just mean, to you're be short, short it. For and some change. This what the afternoon. hell are we Art? listening to? It's from
3: Chester Drawers. Well, if you don't understand this what story I'm saying, it's a lie. <laughs> hey, that's from Angel of the Morning After. Delmar Gardens alert. That's from the Six Three Six. I thought we were at the Gatesworth. <laughs> Gatesworth.
1: Uh, yeah, Gatesworth. I just trying no, to tell. They that.
0: don't have exclusivity. I'm mm, <laughs> just trying to tell <laughs> a nice little story. Yeah, it was
2: a nice story. I was at the drive through at Bank of America a few years ago, and the guy gave me like two hundred and fifty dollars too much back i said I, I can't take this you're gonna get you're gonna get fired, and I'm gonna get arrested if you if you take back too much <laughs> or if they accidentally put too much into your account, you can get in trouble oh, for yeah. that if you don't return if it.
1: recognizing it, it's, yeah, okay, it's their fault, no, it's yours too if you took yeah. it." yeah and was that a virtue story on your part?
2: Wasn't there a uh, a weather lady in St. Louis? that got a whole bunch of money put in her account, and she didn't turn it in. Got in trouble. I don't know. I think that happened a few years ago. If the bank makes a huge mistake in your favor and you really? don't tell them about it, you you can get in trouble for that.
1: There was a family guy episode where Peter started collecting a uh, unemployment, and he got an unemployment check for like eight hundred thousand dollars and deposited it, and built a moat around his house, bought a
3: boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't. You get in trouble for that. I'd like to parlay this story not happening at the 7-Eleven with the nudity and the power bet I made, Mm. please. That's from KG, and he is in O-Town.
1: Well, it did happen, and I'm sure Swope will probably go to that 7-Eleven on Dorset or Bennington and ask somebody, did you give too much change to a guy today trying to dig into this? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Go ahead. It's on Bennington, the 7-Eleven on Bennington. Oh, right there. Go ahead. Go go talk to the guy.
3: Yeah. Probably won't know what he said,
1: but talk to him.
3: Please, someone else talk. It's in the <laughs> three and four. Doug, it was Glenn Zimmerman. Glenn, Glenn Zimmerman's a weatherman at Channel I, Two. I don't it? know
2: that it was him. I thought it was long before Glenn Zimmerman. No. No, I wouldn't put that on Glenn Zimmerman. Somebody else. Long time ago, it
3: happened. Uh, recovering alcoholic from Belleville and Webster Groves is active, and uh, he poses this question: "Hey Tim, off topic here. What? What is the topic though?" Oh.
1: Uh, Change, getting
3: changed, right? <laughs> it's hard to be, be off topic. We really don't have one. Yeah. Please, God, tell us we have the audio of that 90-year-old center reading a transcript of the EDF group. Text Inbox Out Loud. That's from their recovering alcoholic. Oh, yeah. uh, well, we do. Uh, Doug, this is uh, Senator Kennedy from uh, Louisiana, the great state of Louisiana. Uh-huh. They have a head football coach who grinds on recruits. Right. And uh, here is uh, an excerpt. Are we talking giant?
2: No, not drinklets. <laughs> Senator John Kennedy. Do I
0: have Senator John Kennedy? I else? just put it in there. Okay.
1: Supposedly he was. Is he part of the Kennedy family?
2: <laughs> no. That's the other one. All boys aren't blue, and I will quote from it. I put some lube on and got him on his knee. Oh, Doug,
3: what is going on? And with I began
2: hear? to slide into him from behind. Ah. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated.
1: Mm. said <laughs> dotomy
2: He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. Oh. This was my ass, and I was struggling <laughs> to imagine someone inside me. Oh. He that one, got Hoffman on was often and slowly yeah. inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain, close quote. All boys aren't blue. Uh,
3: the, Doug, this comes from a Senate Judiciary uh, Committee hearing uh-huh. uh, where Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana read from a sexually graphic children's book to drive home growing calls from parents to have age-appropriate literature in schools and libraries. That's yeah. a children's book, and it's called All Boys Aren't mm-hmm. Blue. And that's in school libraries. And it can't be. Grilled witnesses O-L. who have pushed state legislation initiatives to block parents from having a say in what their child can access. So he read a number of these while then asking witnesses uh, about the content. Uh, Doug, that was from the book All Boys Aren't Blue. hmm Why would that be in a children's book in a school?
2: Well, some are saying that they're trying to groom children.
4: Children is a strong word. Young adult is kind of what that book is. It's not meant for 8-year-olds.
2: Well, at at any age, that's inappropriate for a school. Come on.
4: Why would you need that in a school?
3: What What age range is young adult, Jackson?
4: I'd say middle to high school, so like 13 on... Thirteen plus.
2: Yeah, uh, that's totally
4: inappropriate. In there's a lot life. of literature totally. going back with similar language. There's a lot like
2: of what? There's
4: tons of books with sex scenes for young kids, like, like for what? middle schoolers to read. There's a
2: ton of it. That's, like, give a lot me an of example.
4: Of <laughs> oh boy, I mean uh, the hmm. Let me think. I, I mean, I don't have things, like, off the top of my head. I just know that there is books with sex scenes in there. I'm not, like, trying to defend a ton of books here. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying, looking at it from a critical standpoint, this isn't the first book to have a sex scene for a
1: middle schooler to read.
2: I, I, I never saw one growing up. Never.
1: How many boys no. are going to go read a book with gay sex in it?
2: Well, why do you even have that in school? Aren't no, you, aren't I, you supposed to be, be learning to, things? It
1: doesn't, doesn't need to be in a school if it's got that. I don't know what no. the book's about, but... I don't know what, all boys aren't blue. What does that mean?
3: I don't know. I don't know. I would imagine it's a metaphor for all boys aren't straight.
2: Is that what, you, what you'd want your own grade school and middle schoolers
0: reading? Again, I'll revert back. I'm glad I have dogs.
3: Yeah. Pale one, if you think that book is okay, there is no hope. 100% that Licks wrote all boys aren't blue. That's from <sighs> oh. Lawrence and Woods Wacko.
4: Listen, I'm I'm not like saying like it absolutely is okay, but I'm also saying that there's books with straight sex that would not be highlighted like this. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to see an example
2: of that because I never I never saw one in my school. I, maybe there is one. I, I mean, don't know. There probably is now
4: because it seems like anything goes. A lot of Shakespeare stuff that's taught very early has a ton of sex. How early are you getting Shakespeare? I learned we were reading, doing Shakespeare plays in classes when I was like nine or ten years old. With graphic sexual scenes? No, but I'm saying that there's an author there who has written stuff that we often teach. Who has? There's a lot of sexual stuff in there.
1: Well, there's a difference there. You know, if there's a sex scene in Romeo and Juliet or something like that, it's not graphic. It's not. He inserted from behind after putting on lube. No. You're not going to find that in Shakespeare. No. You should.
2: And if if he wrote anything anywhere close to that graphic, I don't believe you would be acting that out in a play in grade school no, or middle Doug, school. No,
4: Doug, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I'm not over here like defending that and what you want your kid to read is your business and it's none of mine. But I'm just pointing out, I'm not defending, I'm pointing out that there are, there's other sides of this coin. That's all, that's all I want to examine. Well, if, it, if it's cringeworthy
2: to read in the United States Congress, then it, it probably shouldn't be in schools.
4: Would you agree with that? Yeah, but, I mean, you could read a lot of things in a certain candor, and it's going to sound poor. It's going to sound weird. Well,
1: it's hard not to I make that sound Right, graphic. agreed. Yeah.
4: yeah, but I don't know if that's the author's intent was to be read in that context. Nor should it be read in, the, in schools.
0: I can read a book a day. Keeps the doctor away.
1: I can, I can you know, Fair there's a the time and place for everything. In schools, you know, books are for learning. I don't know, a kid's going to walk in 12, 13. Yeah, I like to... Take out Happy Hooker Goes to Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, you're not learning anything there, so no. it makes no sense to be in a school. Happy Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, It'd be uh, the most
2: most popular checked out book, I'm sure. Yeah, can I check it doesn't
1: out the, make it appropriate. Cover
0: to cover, dog.
1: Can I check out that book with the gay sex the senator was talking about? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, parents should sit down with their kids and what's appropriate for an age to read, but those books have no business being in a school because they're not teaching yeah. anything.
2: That's one of the knocks against the current education system in our country is that Countries like Japan and South Korea and Switzerland and Germany, they're learning engineering and science and math, and our kids are learning gender studies. I don't have to be a boy if I don't want to.
1: I think theres a, they're trying to pass a law in California that if your parents try to interfere with a person wanting to transgender, they can take the kid away from their parents.
2: right. It's absolutely the craziest thing in the world. Suddenly a lot of the the teachers in schools think they're more in charge of your kids than the parents. It's just lunacy.
4: And again, I'm not defending, like, I, I, I feel like I'm talking and no one's like, I am not defending this thing or another. I am just pointing out that it is, it would be false to, like, say, oh, this is, like, the first, like, time we've heard sex for young adults, not children in elementary school. I'm pointing out that there, throughout which, or in all of American history, there's been sex in books. That's I don't know if there's been, been sex like Maybe that. Maybe not this graphic. In schools. And again, I'm, schools. I'm not saying it's, like, cool for kids to read that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, let's not say, like, this is the first time that this has happened.
1: No, I think that was the whole point of the conversation with the clip, is that that doesn't need to be in a school. I mean, yeah, there's certain books that, you know, if you want to read Shakespeare and there's some sex scenes in there, they talk about and he nuzzled his necks and caressed her buttocks, you know, and there's a story to it. But we're talking about this book with that kind of graphic language. That's, yeah. that is no business. I don't even know.
2: And just because he's a great writer, if he wrote one book that's not appropriate, it doesn't mean that inappropriate book needs to be in the schools.
1: Or do that in sex education class?
2: I wouldn't do that anywhere in school. All the listeners who just listen to this entire segment learned nothing. Why, why would that? <laughs> why would that be an important thing to have in any school, anywhere? It isn't. It's just a way to get the pornography out there. It has no importance in, in education. It has none.
1: No, that's why you snuck your dad's Playboys into school to show all your friends. They didn't have it in school.
3: I'm on your side, Jackson. I understand what you're saying. Doug, that's from Sally Land.
4: Okay. Like, I'm just saying, like, sex has been a big part, like, whether we know it or not, has been a big part of children's lives. And I think the point of this book is to show that, you know, there doesn't need to be a stigma on if you are gay. And so, like, one side, like, if you're just outraged about this, like, then you have to say like i don't like sex in any types of books for my young children no seventh
0: grade health class i watch a baby being born we learned graphic sex put on a condom on a banana in seventh grade seventh grade we had health class like that that was we had seventh and eighth grade health classes for that reason so i'm not i'm not defending anything i'm just saying i knew about a a pp and all that stuff well before you know i didn't need to read about it in graphic novel to understand what it was, and our school taught that young.
1: And, Jackson, I'll go a step further, and I could be wrong. This is just the way I feel. That it's, it's up to your parents to tell you that it's okay to be gay. You don't need your teachers and books to tell you it's okay to be gay.
2: Yeah, I don't care that this is about gay sex, just that it's graphic sex. I don't think there's any place for and that I, in grade I,
4: school and middle school. absolutely respect that. And that it's, like I said, it's up to each parent's how they want to raise their kid what they want to show them at what certain age and that's totally up to them but
2: I the parents are of... losing control if that's in the schools well I mean, it's not it does it's not up to the parents if it sounds like it's up to the teachers
4: I guess I hear where you're coming from yeah and I think that that's this is why that book is being read in that context is that they're trying to take something like that out of there
1: well that's why the book shouldn't be in school it's not up to the school a book or a teacher to say it's okay to be it's okay to be gay, Johnny. No, it's up to the parents to say. There's nothing wrong with it. It's up to the parents to, to tell their kids, it's okay to be you. I don't need to read in a book, especially that graphic. Hey, it's okay to be gay. I just read in a book that the guy had pain and pleasure, entered from behind, lube. Hey, yeah, what does is that it, teach you?
2: Is that, re- yeah, is that really what we want to be teaching kids in grade school and middle school? Is that what's going to prepare you for a, a way to be an independent adult? I don't think so.
1: Look, I have no kids, but I just know the way I was raised. I didn't have any teachers raising me in school.
2: No. Yeah, I agree with that. The teachers don't raise you. The teachers supposed to educate you, not raise you.
1: Well, that's just a hell of a Who wrote that book anyway? Can we get the author on?
4: I don't know. I think it's George Johnson. George
0: <laughs> Is really? Johnson. Johnny.
3: Brother of Johnny.
0: It would be a George
1: Johnson. Johnny Johnson.
3: How does does
2: that book even get into a school? How do you sell that to whoever decides what books are going into a school? How do you sell that to them? And someone says, yeah, we'd love to have that in our library. I mean, this is craziness.
1: I would like to know what school that was in. (laughs) Or if maybe... Because you want to check the book out. No, maybe John Kennedy was making it up.
4: And I do think there's a difference between like a book being assigned reading and a book being available in the library.
2: I don't think it should be available. I don't think
4: pornography should be available in a school library. I also think there's a difference between a story of a young person's life and pornography. Well, don't you think that that was pornographic literature? That was certainly very graphic, yes.
2: Yeah, so there's no point for that,
4: being in a school. Yeah, I mean, I don't Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't,
2: I don't believe there's very many parents who send their kids to school hoping they're exposed to that kind of literature. There can't be very many.
1: No, and if you want to have your kid read that, or then you go to a book score, bookstore and buy it. You know, it's not in school. If your parents feel like that's something educational, okay, we're going to go to a bookstore and look out. You know, I'm sure a lot of new time parents went to bookstores and got, you know, how to teach your kid to poop and things like that. No, if you want to teach your kid that, go get a book in a bookstore, not in yeah. The school. Yeah, know, yeah. public
2: education is changing in a big way in this country i'm not sure it's for the best
3: guys this is the argument for private schools that you were having at the start of the show you don't have to deal with this crap it is sad that our public education system system has become so politicized that's from gummy a lot of truth to that
2: a lot of truth a lot a lot more people are homeschooling their kids sitting in the charter schools private schools if you can afford it
1: and you know what if a teacher would have read that book to her students She'd have been fired and sued, probably, by the parents.
2: Probably, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you read it out loud, it's it's offensive to many. Yeah. And if you don't, you say, well, it's freedom of speech. It's
1: okay to yeah. have it in school, but the teacher's going to read an excerpt. Mom, teacher Johnson read a... Uh,
2: Does ex- everyone's last name have to be Johnson?
1: <laughs> she read an excerpt today talking about two guys having sex... She'd probably be sued, fired, whatever. Should be. Yeah, she should be, but why is it in the school? If a teacher would rate it, she'd be fired, but it's okay to well, have it in It
2: shouldn't be. It's wrong, in my opinion, to have that in a school. At any school. What's the point?
1: I don't know. That's what, that's what we're arguing about. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah.
3: Uh, give your thoughts, as plenty are doing, Three one four eight eight one tma 5 Email in for our design air, heating, and cooling email of the day. And you're welcome to call in anytime, 636 tma It's Ryan Kelly, Morning After, from the McLob Ultra Studios.